Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Relax It's Retirement Podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Josh. Are you are you sticking with those New Year's resolutions so far? I am. I am. I so far, you know, early into the year, it's it's quite easy, you know. Uh, I think gym equipment doesn't really go on sale until like mid-February, right? That's when people. <laughs> yes, it, maybe March, you know, but yeah, definitely February, March for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendy, how about your goals? You know, we got a little commitment there on the last episode. So. Well, um, I haven't played. Okay, uh, okay. So if I'm working on my pickleball game thus far, I haven't been very, been it. I haven't been doing it. I just haven't. It's difficult when it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can get a slot indoors, then I play, but I can't always do that. And uh, the rest of them, yeah, I haven't decided them yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, pickleball is always the main focus of our back and forth, Wendy. So oh, okay. we'll stick right. with that. And then if I can get you to commit to other things, that'll be fantastic. Right? All right. All right. So we're talking about New Year's resolutions and setting new goals. So what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to refine that down to financial goals. So today, talk about how we can set better financial goals. You know, as a family, I, I, I'm i very into setting goals. I don't know. I think we've already said goals about 20 times on this podcast. The last episode was all based on goals. But I think it's important. It gives us direction as to where we're going. So sure enough, as a family, we sit down during New Year's and talk about our goals for the year. And my boys are five and seven. So their goals are a little bit different than mine or maybe my wives, but I think it's good for them to hear mom and dad aspiring to new things. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of looking for the same from them. So when I asked my youngest son, Isaac, you know, what are some of his goals for the new year? He, you know, was a little stunned, right? Like you'd expect out of a five-year-old. I'm not <laughs> really sure what I'm supposed to say. So I said, okay, well, we'll come back. Let's Eli, who's seven, what's your goals? And the first one he came out with was, Beating dad in Mario Kart. Oh. You know, sometimes I'll take it easy on them in sports and stuff, but Mario Kart just doesn't work. You know, oh. I'm I'm pretty competitive there. So Eli, the one time, like, beat me in Mario Kart last year and just has continuously brought it up. Like, dad, do you remember that one? Like, it is such a focus for him. Keep in mind, it's not even like we play this game every day, right? But... The interesting part is after Eli had that goal, all of a sudden, Isaac had that goal too. So what parenting has taught me repeatedly is adults are really the same as kids. We're just better at hiding our childish behavior, right? We okay. have, right? We have a lot of the same tendencies. So today we're going to talk about how we can refine our financial goals by using lists. Many times we'll meet with clients and they'll say, yeah, you know, I just want to retire. That's my only financial goal. And then we get into it and maybe they're hoping to leave a legacy or pay for their grandkids college or donate a specific amount of money to the church or a charity that they're passionate about. So as we dig deeper, we get more out of them. So 
goal today is to discuss the power of using lists, and we'll do that by using six individual payoffs to using lists to help set those big financial goals. Before we dive into them, obviously, since you took it easy on the boys once or twice with the Mario Kart, does that mean that you will refrain from taking it easy on him on them in the in the future because you've had it thrown in your face so much or Uh, they will genuinely have to beat me to obtain their goal this year now you know so they they might take advantage of me while i'm a little distracted or something that might be one way but you know if they win they win so okay so no letting the kids win that is not in your repertoire nope nope And, uh, you know, I I think in general, I think when your kids are really young, of course, you want to encourage them to do activities and not just, you know, hey, let's play football and you just tackle your kids and hurt them right away. They're never going to want to play. Right. So there's a gauge there. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any physical lacking at their age. In fact, it seems like every younger generation is better with technology than the older generation. Oh, that's true. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All right. So now we're going to dive into these lists. Uh, One of the things that lists can help with is changing our top goals. Yep. Yeah. So just like we talked about with Isaac, right? His top goal is now beating dad in Mario Kart. For many people will ask, what's your number one financial goal right now? And they'll say something like to retire. A study in 2019 said that most folks responded by saying retiring or buying a house is their top financial goal right now. But at least one out of the four changed their top goal after they took a look at a master list. So a master list containing a bunch of financial goals. Within that, three of four changed one or more of their top three goals after seeing that master list. So as we get further reference out into maybe refining those goals or other things that might be out there, we might actually be changing some of what we thought were our top financial goals. And that's going to happen. Like a lot of times people are very stringent. This is my goal. This is my goal. I can't change from my goal, but you can change your goal. You can. And and I think the second point is that they can help us refine our goals. So Maybe retiring means something very different to someone else. So how specific is that goal? If it is to retire and that's your big financial goal, what does that mean? Does that mean switching to part-time rather than a full-time job or completely stopping working or maybe picking up a job that's more um, uh, that's more passion-based rather than income-based? Um, So, you know, I think in looking at refining our goals, we need to know how specific they are. So iron it down, look at what does retirement look like if that is the goal. Without having that specificity, we might sabotage the actual goal. For some folks, the reality is that they can't uh, fully retire. Maybe they haven't saved enough, right? Therefore, retirement might mean working part-time rather than full-time. You know, other folks will give very broad goals like grow wealth as their top financial goal by picking a more specific goal as to why they want to grow the wealth that might give it more purpose and it can help bring that specificity uh, to those individual goals. So like I want to um, grow my wealth so I can retire. (laughs) That's right. Yep. Yep. Or grow my wealth so that I can help 
help other family members or so that my wife can stop working. That's something that Yana and I have talked about too, is she would like to retire a little bit sooner than me. I'd probably keep working forever in some capacity. So part of growing our family wealth is to help enable that goal for her as well. Very nice. Liz can correct our misconceptions around our goals. Yeah. So sometimes having a limiting understanding of finance can factor into those financial goals. So lists can help uh, debunk some of those misconceptions. So sometimes there's common misunderstandings about money in general, or maybe things like tax or paying down debt or what might be a tax deduction, right? So sometimes in seeing a master list, it can help refine or correct some of those misconceptions. So a general master list like we've put together that we'll have linked in the show notes can help refine some of those general goals down to be a little bit more refined and help eliminate any misconceptions. Okay. What would a benefit of that be? A benefit is to just help educate us further and inform us about those options. Again, let's set the record straight of how we're thinking about these facts if they are off base. So another benefit of lists is it can reveal the emotions behind the financial goals. Yep. Yeah. So many times we just say, well, I want to do blank. So why though? Why are you wanting to do this? And I think these, I would say, fall into a category of Jones and goals, right? I want a new car. Well, why do you want a new car? Because your neighbor got a new car? Do you really need a new car? These kind of become comparisons. <laughs> now, maybe there is a reason, right? Maybe you want a new car. You don't really need a new car. But this was the car that your grandfather had, and they just re-released it as a new model. He passed away recently, and you inherited some money from him. Ergo, you want to honor him in something that you enjoy, right? So these can you know, become a little bit more complicated. But what are the emotions behind it? So instead of just saying, I need a new car, specifying why might allow us to uh, dig a little bit deeper there. Okay. I think a lot of people will say general things like, I want to feel more secure with my finances or not feeling like I'm a financial burden on others. These are these are more important statements than just, I want to have more money or I want to grow my wealth. Right. When we look at retirement in particular, most folks don't want their kids to have to take care of them. Right. They want to be in a financial position where they're able to care for themselves. Well, that helps drive the goal a lot further than, well, I want to grow my wealth. True. Absolutely true. What's another thing that lists can do to pack down our goals? Yeah, they can help with our cognitive biases. That is a big word. Yeah, yeah, we'll spell it too. Uh, <laughs> uh, B-I-A-S. You know, we, <laughs> there we go. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that was the big word, right? That was the right. That was the real. <laughs> anyway, I'm here to help. <laughs> um, you know, when we think of those biases, Wendy, that big word. So there, we'll add a couple more letters. Okay. Uh, you know, we need to think what biases could be limiting our goals. Uh, sometimes we meet with folks and uh, maybe in 2008, the market wasn't good. They lost a lot of money in the market. So they've permanently written off the market, right? Stocks are bad and bonds are bad. So I'm going to put everything under the mattress. Sometimes that bias based on previous behavior might eliminate you from reaching your fi financial goals in the long term. 
we need to realize that we don't know everything, right? So we need to work with a team of people to kind of help us overcome some of those biases. You know, I think an, another common bias is present bias. So last year, the stock market was really good. That does not mean this year the stock market's going to be really good. And if we think about 2022, the market wasn't very good, right? So sometimes we get stuck in the present bias that, hey, stock market's been good. I'm going to put all my money there and I don't need an emergency fund anymore. Oh, That can get us in big trouble when the roof starts leaking, the car breaks down and the water heater goes all in the same week. Absolutely. So looking at this master list of goals can help you uh, refine and change some things that might be part of your blind spot. That's exactly it. So try to avoid any of those blind spots or any of our biases that we might previously have. Okay. Now this can also help us prioritize our goals. Yes. And I think prioritizing is often extremely important, right? So I like to rank goals when listing them out. So if you need to abandon one, what is the most important thing for you to do? If all else fails, what is the most important task that you have? You know, in this case, we want to prioritize what's going to bring us the most happiness and stability in life. For so many folks, they don't really know what they want. So having that refined down by going through a list to help us prioritize and say, you know what, I've always thought, you know, I want to retire at age 65, but actually all I want to do is go on vacation three more times a year. Well, that might mean you switch jobs to a job that allows you to have more vacation time, or you could take a couple months off every few years. I think sabbaticals have become very popular at some employers now, where after so many years of service, they'll give you a month off. So maybe that's it. Maybe you just want to take a sabbatical for a month or a few weeks, take some time off and uh, go to Europe. Maybe you don't have to fully retire to do that. So the list can help us by looking at this, this master list. We can look and say, oh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't fully retiring. Maybe it was just more flexibility in my time. Mm -hmm. So if we want to think about this on a smaller scale, like what's an example uh, when comparing this to making these lists? Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, when when you go out to eat, right, if you sit down at a restaurant and they don't give you a menu and someone says, what do you want to eat? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just say burger. You go to the same thing all the time. By seeing that menu, you can kind of say, oh, that sounds good. Read through the description. Maybe ask the waiter or waitress or if you're eating with a friend that's been there before. Oh, what's good here? These are all informative questions that help us make a better decision. In our office, when when I'm in the Pittsburgh office, we always, I always buy lunch for everyone while I'm there. And when I ask the whole team as a whole, what do you guys want for lunch? Nobody has an answer, right? Because, well, Wendy might not like this, or we, we try to accommodate others so much that we have no decision at all. So by having that menu, much like a food menu at a restaurant, we're able to refine down a lot quicker. So, Josh, how can you put this into like real working conditions? Like, what is it that this list is going to help us do? Yeah. So, the list again can help you refine those top three financial goals. So, if you want to build better financial goals, we set it up for our monthly newsletter, uh, this goal exercise. Um, so, Wendy, we can walk through it now if you're game for it. 
And uh, we, we start out this exercise by just listing out what your top three financial goals are. So, Wendy, if I throw it at you and say, Wendy, what are your top three financial goals? What would you say? I've been dabbling in my own business for a couple of years, and I'd really like to start having an income based on that. I would love for my husband to retire so that we had an not I was making enough money so that we he could retire and we could travel the world while I continue to work online and do the things that my work will allow me to do. Do you understand? Okay. Is, that, is that good? Yeah. So let's let's try to refine that down to make it three clear ones. So start earning enough income off of the business that you've been dabbling in. Yeah. That as one goal, right? Yes. yes. Second, get your husband to retire. Yes. And third, travel. Yes. Okay. Well, it's not get my husband to retire. It's make enough money for him to retire. He <laughs> so retire he can today. Retire. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Now, Wendy, I, I believe you have a copy of that master list in front of you. Yes. Is that is that true? Do you want to look through that? And I'll I'll kind of read through some of them quickly here too. So listeners get a view of of what you're looking at. And here we have 16 uh investment goals listed. The first one being to be better off than my peers. The second one to pay for personal self-improvement, i.e. go back to school or learn a new skill. Three is to experience the excitement of investing. Four, start a new business. Uh, I won't read the whole list because that'll be an extremely boring podcast. Right. Um, but that'll be available in the show notes. So feel free to click on the link there. You'll be able to see the full master list there and run through this exercise. Uh, by yourself. But Wendy, as you read through uh, those six or 17 goals, actually, is there any that stick out to you that would make you refine or change any of the goals there? Well, one of them is to start a new business. So I mean, that would probably fall under my first goal of trying to generate income from okay. my business. I guess it would kind of sort of be like to relocate in retirement, but I don't really want to wait till retirement. And I'm not talking about like, you know, moving to another, I want to like move to France for a month and then move to Italy for a month and then go to Spain for a month and everywhere. I want to immerse myself in the culture. I want to learn how they live. And I want to have a, the ability to do that while also keeping my home here in New Jersey. So you want to be relocating in retirement. Exactly. Uh, yes. So perpetually. Yes. So would would you say that that replaces the travel goal that you had stated initially? Is um, that achieving that same objective? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that helps provide more clarity. So if we were meeting Wendy and I was trying to help you develop your financial goals, well, that's quite a bit different than travel, right? right. Travel could mean like, well, you know, we go to the, we go to Florida three times a year or- right. Um, certainly immersing and living in different countries for a month at a time is quite a bit different. Much cheaper um, than the original option, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> totally free. But I think that's it. You had you had mentioned too in fleshing out your, your business a little bit more by being able to work remote. Hopefully mm -hmm. you're still able to drive some income. Therefore, your husband can retire. I assume his work is different then. He, yes, he cannot do it remotely. <laughs> you would be able to then work remote and yes. uh, still earn enough income to help supplement. I think yeah. that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I think the exercise kind of worked. Is there anything else in the list uh, that stuck out to you? 
Um, well, you know, to pay for future me medical expenses, you know, that's always a biggie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the only other one that really said, you know, woo, don't forget about me. <laughs> Would you say that that impacts any of the top three? Like, would that? Well, my hope, and again, a lot is weighing all this. I'm hoping to make an extreme amount of money okay. once my business okay. takes off. And then I won't have to worry about, I mean, we have the 401ks and that kind of stuff. And we probably don't have as much as we should. But I'm hoping to get to a point where I just won't have financial concerns. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I think this is exactly this is sort of the ideal thing of going through this exercise is then saying, great, well, you have what we call your financial junk drawer, right? So you have your 401k, maybe that brokerage account that you opened up with your cousin 20 years ago, and you've just kind of ignored it, but you get a statement, pull all that stuff together. And, you know, organize it into a financial plan to say, okay, based on where you're at now, your business would need to be generating blank amount to be reaching these top three financial goals. There you go. That would be most helpful for sure. So if you're like Wendy and you need that financial plan, <laughs> uh, we'll have a link in the show notes to schedule a 15 minute call. I think going through a goal exercise like this is some of the most helpful stuff we can do. So it's a great starting point in doing financial planning. Uh, if you have questions or still kind of on the fence about scheduling a time to meet with us, you can give our office a call and just kind of pepper us with some questions as well. That phone number is 412-998-7526. And thank you for not making fun and telling me how overachieving my goal is, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's not our goal. I mean, I think that there's just a reality, right? So if you set up the proper financial planning framework, you can say, hey, instead of I want to make a lot of money in my business, or maybe you even said an inordinate amount. What was the proper phrasing there? Um, Tons and tons. Right. So, okay. <laughs> but what is that actual number? You know, and is that achievable? If not, what else can we do to reach that goal sooner than later? Right. Because there's a reality in life. You don't want to be 85 and then starting to travel and immerse in the culture. Right, exactly. So, okay, well, thank you, Josh, and thank you for listening today. It is the Relax It's Retirement podcast, so please like, follow, and share this with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax It's Retirement podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.